0: <clears throat>
1: All righty. Welcome to the show. How you guys doing today?
2: I'm well. Thank you. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Um, let's ready to talk about Inside Man. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. So, Inside Man, directed by Spike Lee, who actually, did you guys know he has a movie that came out yesterday on Netflix called uh, yeah, do you guys know hot that?
2: Blood. It's
1: next yeah. up on Silk club. let me tell you. Yeah, that's next next one. Uh,
2: yeah. Actually, it
1: wouldn't be a bad idea, but yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, we could do that. Um, so, we'll, so Defy Bloods, and then he has uh, Malcolm X, He Got Game, Shy Rack, and Black Klansman. And Inside Man. So, it is two hours, nine minutes. It was released. March 24, 2006, on a budget of $45 million, and big box office, $184.4 million. And And uh, the plot, IMDb plot here. A police detective, a bank robber, and a high-powered broker enter high-stakes negotiations after the criminal's brilliant heist spirals into a hostage situation, and... All right, so Matt, you want to do some fun facts?
2: Yeah, so I mean, just one one quick comment. I'm real sorry, Chris. I don't, no, I don't well. think it's spiraled. I, I know that's the description, but in my opinion, the hostage situation couldn't have been better planned. So, well, I think the hostages might disagree, but
0: putting a spiral yeah. into hostage. Yeah,
2: okay, okay. All right, go ahead. Fun fact. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yep. Yep. Chris mentioned Spike Lee joint um, film gross, 185 million worldwide. So the video game in there, I was watching that, and I go, "Oh yeah, wow." Called, uh, um, you know, what's the video was game? G- uh, GTA. Yeah, GTA, GTA. But yeah, they actually named the video "Gangsters is Genocide,"
0: which was interesting.
2: That was the internal video game they developed it in house. It took about thirty days uh, to develop. The film itself was filmed in thirty-nine days.
0: the Foster
2: scenes were filmed in three weeks.
0: Um, wow. The Why? movie,
2: they tried hard to have a sequel. Um, mm-hmm. It was originally rumored to have a sequel coming out in 2014. They've been having it published. It finally was released in 2019. The sequel is called Inside Man Most Wanted, released on Netflix to mixed reviews. Is, Brett, is Denzel in on that feature. one? What?
1: Is Denzel in there? In the sequel? No, he is
2: not. No.
1: Who's the star? Do you know?
2: They're not uh, very famous actors, I'll put it that way.
1: Oh really? Okay.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Cool. Cool.
2: So, and have you seen it? So
1: have you Have you seen the sequel?
2: I have not, no, but it is on the uh, watch list.
1: Maybe we'll do that one next. The sequel. No, that's alright. We don't have to. I,
2: yeah, I was, I was gonna say I think it's supposed to be an absolutely atrocious movie, but oh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. It, Spike so, Lee didn't direct it, right?
2: No, and none of the original actors are in it. But okay. so I very, read. Very
1: good. Go couple on.
2: for me. Number one, I got just a quick comment on that it's Jody The fact that Jodie Foster's scenes took up twenty one days of thirty nine days, and she was in like maybe fifteen percent of the movie is a little weird, so that's
0: fine.
2: Mm-hmm. my um, mm-hmm. fun facts are real fast, they filmed it on scene in New York City, which you know, that I think when movies to come out? Two thousand four? Uh since
1: six. Oh, oh,
2: so I don't think movies are filmed on location anymore. I think they're all filmed in like Atlanta, Georgia, or Hollywood, because both those places give massive tax breaks to the production. Um, and
1: also Vancouver. It,
2: Vancouver, yeah. So it's places that like want to film movies that's where they're filmed now. They don't really go on location anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. I read this.
2: I mm-hmm. thought it was extremely interesting. So we're we're obviously going to talk about this movie a little bit, but the main players are Clive Owen. Denzel Washington, and you get a little bit of the older actor whose name escapes me, which is embarrassing. Christopher so Plummer. Possible. Thank yeah. you, yeah. So, three things about those people's scenes. In the Denzel scenes, they used a handheld camera because it added a bit of uh, confusion and anxiety and not knowing really what's happening to the scene. In Clivella's scenes... Which, scene, they,
1: which Denzel, all the Denzel scenes...
2: In the, yeah, in all the Ninzel scenes, they use a handheld oh, wow. camera. Sometimes okay, okay. they held it more steady than others, but okay. the general vibe was supposed to convey that Denzel well, he was behind the eight ball. You know, he was yeah. not in control of the situation. Clive Owen, they used a steady cam, which is like a camera on a, basically, uh, like a tracking system that is
0: completely
2: still. And the, the vibe that that was meant to convey was that, you know, Clive, as I will talk about soon, was in complete control of the situation at all times, so knew exactly what was happening. And, and
0: mm-hmm. Brad,
2: would you say that's because Clive Owen needed a crutch in this movie? I would say it's because Clive Owen executed the master plan. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. And that's then true. the third <laughs> same character, which he was not in that movie. Christopher Plummer what was his name? Well, Christopher Plummer is yeah, yeah. the old guy. Christopher yeah, so Christopher Plummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Plummer gave a great interview where he talked about, um, So I listened to parts of he talked about how he actually went with an incredibly subdued performance for him because he felt like his character, he needed to convey power in a way that you didn't, you didn't have to state the power. So it's that old money. It was the old money. So his mm. office, the way he conducted himself, that crazy barbershop, like the whole thing was meant to convey that this guy is a big money dude who is not, he doesn't need to state overstate himself, right? So, I thought mm-hmm. Spike Lee's choices of the, the cameras and the settings for the three different characters it, I, it honestly this was really interesting to me. So, one more fun fact before we jump in. Yeah. Um Speaking of uh, Spike Lee's genius, so the um, the bank teller that had the horribly racist incident with the police, which we'll get into. Um,
1: the Middle Eastern Spike guy.
2: Found him in a um, Dave Chappelle skit. From twenty thirteen, uh no, 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 two thousand three, two thousand three. It was the the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um and he found him in a Digital kid from two thousand three and was like, this guy is gonna be in one of my movies someday. And then he <laughs> brought him into this movie. And you know what? That guy killed his performance. We'll talk about that performance later. But that guy yeah. killed what he was trying to do. And so, you know, it's like a genius for Gapscam. That guy was a that guy. I had seen that guy before. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. What what a, other yeah.
1: Do you remember what else, Where else you have seen that
2: guy? Dave Chappelle, 2003. Uh, I, I, oh, just that not one. No, just, so that's not where I had seen him. I had seen that guy. If we looked up his IMDb, which we should. I'm sure he's in other stuff, but um,
1: okay, it was a good performance.
2: Matt, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Right, so that's just, let's jump into the categories.
1: All right, um, let's. See, I'm gonna do my expectations because I had never seen this movie. Um, so based on Spike Lee being a Knicks fan. At first, I thought it might be a Patrick Ewing biopic because it's called Inside Man. But then I, I I didn't really... I mean, I thought it'd be good because cause Denzel... I mean, Denzel always delivers. So, um, and I've heard good things about it. So I thought it would be a good movie. And it definitely delivered for sure. But um, my viewing environment, I watched it this morning on my smart T V on Netflix. And you, do you guys just want to get into the the scenes?
2: Yeah. Well, well give, give yeah, give your expectations. Just bro. let me give a real quick expectation thing. So when this movie came out, I gosh, I was maybe I I mean I was an early teenager, right? I'm a little older than both of you guys and I my parents gave it to me on D V D for Christmas because they knew I was a massive Chris, take a guess at which actor I was the biggest fan of.
1: Clive Owen.
2: Yeah. Massive Clive I, I would watch all of <laughs> Clive Owens movies religiously. I he was my favorite actor, honestly, before Leo became my favorite actor. And uh Oh wow. So my expectations for this could not have been higher and, and they delivered in my opinion. So Yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll quickly set my scene. So I um my girlfriend Karen and I we watched this um Wednesday night in our living room. Um Really good on the rewatch. Really good. Um, expectations were pretty high because I'd seen it before. Denzel really delivered. Um, great William Dafoe performance. Um, mm. so mm. Thought did uh, the bank robbing scene. Needed a little bit more juice, but overall was uh, happy with the watch. Wow.
1: I can't wait to talk about the bank robbing scene. All right. All right. We'll start from the um, category, then. Well, here we go. Let's do funniest scene. So for my funniest scene, I have. Just in general, Denzel accusing everyone of being a bank robber during the interrogation, and especially when he was doing it to the old lady Miriam, that was really funny. When they were, they were, uh, yeah, that's why I got there. He he
2: did. I, I think we're allowed to swear on this. He, I, I'm just gonna say it. This is the only way to say. It. He fucked with people in those scenes. He was fucking yeah. with people hard. He was going hard. I agree. It was funny.
1: It was funny. It was. He was. It's just that Denzel humor where he's not really saying funny things, but he's just doing it with his body language.
2: Seeing, he's, yeah, being Denzel. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. So the 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 scene that um I, I think it's it's it, it was literally like a ten second clip, but it made me smile the most. Just when uh, my guy Peter, who got the shit beat out of him, the, yes, the bank I love that. who lied about this cell phone. And then yep, his cell phone yep. rings and his gold digger. I, I was, yep. I, I had a good chuckle on that. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. For mine, uh, I liked the GTA scene with the kid. It wasn't so much funny. It was, It was kind of heartwarming, but then a little bit dark. Um, I also really liked when he was in the cafe um, with the, the bank uh, employee that was like, go first. Um, I hate to keep identifying this man by his religion, but the, I see, and um, and he was talking about yeah. how uh, in airports, um, people that appear to be Muslim appear to be from the Middle East, um, are persecuted against, um, wrongly mm-hmm. as a yeah, it's it's a horrible thing that happens. But then did looks at him and goes, I bet you never have a problem getting the cab though.
0: <laughs> the guy kind of
2: agrees, it's definitely problematic, a little bit funny, and also a little background too. Like Lee laughed so hard in that scene was taken because Denzel ad libbed the uh, I bet she had never have a problem getting the cab line. Oh yeah. That like Lee almost had to cut the scene because his laughter was so loud they almost could not get it out.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. That was a great line. Well, See, Denzel's funny, and, like I said.
2: And, and, and just real fast, so when I was watching the scene and Matt actually pointed this out to me earlier in a conversation we had, but uh, we were watching that scene and I noticed that actor, the seat the guy was in the seat, he Mm -hmm. almost stumbled a little bit when Denzel said that. And I actually thought it was the most incredible acting from that guy. Because that line (laughs) obviously was meant to throw off the character, but it actually threw off the actor because he was not expecting it. And it it just couldn't have been, honestly, I mean, that's the genius of Denzel. I I didn't know he was a big ad-libber, but um, it couldn't have been more perfect. So, so one more thing, Chris, before we move on to, speaking of the ad-libbing in this movie, every single interrogation scene was ad-libbed. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. So all yeah. those actors were thrown off their rocks. Yeah, so when the guy goes what the do, they uh, didn't tell, and um, his other actor, the other actor there, they had no idea what to respond. Wait, what they did... were like. They, they just kind of threw out, they were like, well, you spent some time at Rikers Island. They just had no idea what to say cause they didn't know what that guy was coming from, what that meant. That's
1: incredible. Yeah. yeah. That was That's another one of my favorite lines. Is when he says, "How do you say Rikers Island in Spanish?" It's a great line. But um, all right, ready to move on to improbable scene? Do it. All right, here we go. I got for improbable scene. I have Willem Dafoe as as the New York City cop. I just wasn't really buying that. That that was just seemed unlikely to me. He didn't really seem like he doesn't seem like a New York City kid. So, I, yeah, and um, I have Denzel, when he tackled Clive Owen down the stairs, um, at, when they were in the bank, and that didn't seem, and they, they all had the guns on Denzel, I didn't think he would do that, and then I have one more, is when Clive Owen says to Denzel, uh, he thinks he's too young to get married, but... Denzel, was 50, he was 50 years old when they filmed that. No way. He was
2: 50. He was 50 years old in 2006. Looks great? He's 50, he, looks, he was 50. He looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, is, he was young. That's a
0: great one, Greg. Yeah, thanks,
2: thanks. You know, I, I'm only I'm gonna go next only to push back slightly on what you just said about Willem Dafoe. Mm. Willem Dafoe was the Green Goblin. So he is a oh, classic right. New York City actor, in my opinion.
1: Okay. He also I didn't even think of that. Very
2: big on Broadway, apparently.
1: Really? He seems like a, really? a play guy. He seems like he a. He's
2: a Big Broadway guy. Um, huh. So my my two, I'll, I'll go quickly. I have two most so improbable. The cop outside the bank when it's first robbed, he witnesses a robbery and then later he's reporting to the you know like the higher ups, Denzel and Willem, mm-hmm. and he says. They claim they have some hostages. It, it's New York City in the broad day. Of course there are hostages in that bank. So mm-hmm. that, that blew my mind a little bit. Can we pause mm-hmm. there real quick and mm-hmm. talk about that guy? Um, yeah. That guy's really tough to watch. Um, he turns out to be incredibly racist. Unbelievably racist. And that just his little
1: Wait, Wait, you mean in real life or the or the character? The actor,
2: the actor. he yeah. goes on the he's movie. lying. line, Yeah. He comes out to be really racist against the twelve year old that held the gun to him and like Oh yeah, like yeah, dropping, yeah, yeah. He's about to drop the N word on Denzel and like
1: Wait, did he did he say that? Like I didn't I didn't even catch that.
2: Well he's, no, actually okay, like he's not talking to a African American detective. He's, he's above his pay grade too, like and he's just describing a a run in he's had with You know, a a black kid, a 12-year-old, but he couldn't have talked about it in more racist terms. But we should acknowledge this point right now. You know, we're watching a Spike Lee joint. So Spike Lee, um, you know, there's some racial tension built into this movie, but it becomes – it's very prescient with all that we're going on right now. Like, the cops are not uh, the best guys in the movie, you know what I mean? So I I thought that was – it actually – you know, i got to be honest, I noticed it a lot more than I did the first time watching it through, just given all that's going on in the world right now. And it, and it was pretty powerful, I thought. So that, that, that's yeah. what I wanted to say. Real fast, my two improbable scenes, I, I gave one them. The other one is when Clive Owen brilliantly goes through the people's cell phones, none of them mm. have a passcode on their phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. That's...
2: Just calling Maybe Peter looking for the name Peter on all the phones? That's it's right. ridiculous. i got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, all of the, quote-unquote, bad guys, Flyvone and his gang, and the Stevos and the Steves, did they also bring yeah. cell phones to drop into that bag? I I don't know. Because okay.
1: otherwise... They matched it up, otherwise.
2: Yeah. Yes, they definitely... Yeah, okay. Because if they didn't... They thought the it. The okay, they thought of it. All right, so a couple good ones. I, I got I two more as well. Scott doesn't give up his phone. That's mm-hmm. still a problem. What are you doing? Peter Hammond. Yeah. I mean that that they could pat him down and find it. They would have eventually looked through the room too. Like, that guy, this is just a bad look. It's just a bad look. I
1: believed he, him at first I I believed him at first. He was You believed him, him was I i I thought I I don't know. I, I he was a good actor. I liked him. He's Very I'll actor. come later. Yeah, we'll talk good. about that
2: later. Yeah, so hmm? actually the last I? two I'm gonna hit on. First one isn't um security guard. He's not wondering why yeah. Ty Bone comes in there and starts setting up those lights. That's a bad look for that guy. It's one thing to paint in a bank, but you're not painting mm. in an area where you need those lights during the day, hours when the bank's happening. As soon as that guy started setting up the lights there, the security guard needs to walk over and go, what are you doing? Because then he's collecting a paycheck.
1: Do you think that's the security guard's job yeah, or is it the manager's job? That's like over his pay grade.
2: Well, so so it's there. what I was just going to say, it is the manager's job to alert the security that we are having a, a paint job done today. And to that point, did, it wouldn't happen during daylight. It would happen after hours. They, yeah. they
1: probably have a mate, they have a maintenance person. Probably they have a, a special person for that for painting and lights. And uh, I don't I don't know how banks work, but
2: well, so my go so Elle's um L's mom's husband is yeah. a painter, and he does jobs hmm. in, in big banks and nice hotels, and he does like elevated paintwork and stuff, so finishing, but. He like he absolutely could have painted that lobby, but it would have been between the hours of seven and twelve o'clock at night. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been Bronco. Yeah. To life. yeah. Um, so yeah, last time yeah. I got to look at Chris. So the scene where Kyle goes to visit um, the boy playing on CSB, they isolated that kid alone. I'm not buying that. They left him with his father. His dad would have been freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that scene was really improbable. I agree. I
1: I don't get why 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 they have him off. Why did they separate him from his dad? Was there a reason for that? Or? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I don't get that. Um, ready to go to Cringeworthy? Let's do it. Ready? All right, all right. Uh, I got it for Cringeworthy. Um, they showed an original iPod. So I that, that caught my eye. I hadn't seen one of those for a long time. That was kind of Cringeworthy to me. And the kids' video game, which we talked about, and then also Peter Hammond's ringtone, which we talked about. A gold digger.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good one, good one. Yep, yep. Yep. Alright, so you got? the most cringeworthy standard movie for me, and is, honestly this one's pretty bad in my opinion. So they play the recording of the Albanian Prime Minister. First mm-hmm. of all, if you're listening to a recording of someone talking, through another recording. So they're recording a recording. If it's it's you're going to know yeah. it sounds like a recording. <laughs> Second of all, when someone gives a speech like that, it's in a very certain tone and cadence that you would have known. And they were wondering why there was only one bad guy talking. It's their dialogue. Exactly. Yeah. So like, that I was the problem. Problem. That, that's what's their problem. That's what was cringe. That's, Yeah. Well, it was Prince versus me that it was yeah. that. It just stood out from the rest of the plot that 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 wouldn't have happened. Like, those cops mm. were just in not the if they couldn't have figured out that that was a recording of someone speaking.
1: And so, I, do you think it would have been ahead, that hard to find someone like it's before they had because we could just use the, our iPhones to to translate to Albanian now. So I don't think it would have been that hard to find someone who speaks Albanian. I think like I don't I don't know that was kind of that was kind of weird. Well, so, but, so this
2: is part of my case for Clive Owen. We're just I'm I'm gonna step on MVP real fast, but. I mm. own for MVP, How intelligent was it to choose Albanian as the language? I didn't know that was the language, to be perfectly honest.
1: Oh no. No well, way. I just I just know from taking
2: if he ran into a cop that was worth his salt, that cop would have immediately thought through that. So was it that intelligent or did he just have did he know that Denzel and the cops who were assigned to the case were just gonna be really, really poor in his no job? Well he didn't know. Well he definitely so this is this is one of my unanswerable questions if, not that we're doing that as a category, but did he mm, know everything. that the main hostage negotiator cop was on vacation? That's why he planned. Oh, what? Sit for this. So Denzel was a he, – remember, he was in the doghouse, and he wasn't oh, the that's right. investigator. There, there was another cop they talked about a couple of times. I can't remember his name, but um, he that guy would have been the one covering this case, and Denzel's commanding officer was like, shit, I have to give it to Denzel because this guy's on vacation. So – I think Clive yeah. Owen planned this for when that guy was out of the office. Personally.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He got his schedule. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for for that one?
2: No, I, and I don't for, have any cringeworthy scenes because, in my opinion, the whole movie's flawless. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. <clears throat> we'll get to that later. Um, let's do yeah. scenes we would have so, cut. Um. I, for scenes of a cut, I have really like the Arthur Case Nazi stuff. I think that was kind of shoehorned in. I didn't really get. I like I, I didn't get why they had to feel like and he's a he's a Nazi too. But um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't understand that part. And a lot of the stuff with like with Jody when Jody Foster went into the bank, I think nothing really happened in that one. She kind of just talked to Clive Owen,
2: and um, yeah, what do you guys have? So, Chris, you're dead on with that um, last scene with Jodie Foster. I didn't mind the scene, but the uh, probability of that scene actually happening is literally zero. They're not letting any civilian in, no matter how unhinged Denzel Washington is. He's just Mm -hmm. not, his character is not going to let a woman that has no affiliation with the police. I get that she came with the mayor, but I just don't buy that she's going in there. Um, Yeah, yeah as far as scenes I would have cut I probably would have cut some of the Denzel his girlfriend scenes I just really wasn't there for oh. him I didn't really buy a connection between the two characters I didn't feel the need like I guess at the end they want to have a story nicely to get the diamond but he called her a couple times during the hostage negotiations. I just didn't see mm-hmm. why those were needed um, so yeah it, it, it mm-hmm. was kind of a nuanced thing I, I do agree to a large extent with Brad that most of the movie was flawless but I feel like if they were looking to trim 10 minutes that's where I would have cut it Yeah. Uh, and Chris, I'm yeah. I'm with you on the Christopher Plummer scenes. In my opinion, that plot line could have been stricken from the movie entirely. And yeah. the yeah. general essence of the movie would have been exactly the same. It would have been a bank robber with a really cool idea to rob a bank and Denzel trying to stop him. We didn't need so, some um extra Holocaust what. The reason why we needed a bit of that is because there's a reason he needed to have that safety deposit box hit. If he just owns a bunch of diamonds and is a wealthy guy, he's got that safety deposit box registered, and then that becomes so much bigger to deal with the cops, and then it doesn't become a bank robbery that didn't happen. Then it's a really big deal that you need to investigate. So you're saying Clive Owens an extra genius because he identified a guy that was off the yes, radar. Yeah. Right, yes. And that's why they were like, drop the case, nobody got robbed. And that's why like, like Clive Owens ran the perfect robbery. Yes. Great point. Yeah, all right. Wait, Good point. I, uh, hey,
1: yeah. I have a I have a question. Um, do you guys I think Spike Lee he He made it over complicated like he he made it it should have just been a simple bank robbery like i I got very confused and i like I was taking well, notes the whole movie, but i I think he should have made it just more like a straightforward bank robbery what do you guys think Well,
2: so, Chris that's exactly what I thought, but then Matt was dropping hmm. that knowledge on us that the police chief told him to drop the case because nothing was stolen because on the record nothing was that they just thought the box didn't exist so. I, oh I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought the exact same thing as you, Chris. Matt has opened my eyes to the fact that on truly how good of a robbery that
1: Clive uh, Owen. Mm-hmm. Okay, playing. okay. I I see. Matt must have taken some sort of inside man online class or something, or did you must have done some research? Matt, did you do a lot of research on this movie?
2: Well, Chris, I'm an expert on bank robberies. Oh, so, uh, okay. you know, <laughs> If you're ever looking to make a quick buck, God, don't let me know. Wink, wink. Hey, Chris, Chris okay. I have a question for you real fast. Flight, flight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pod. What role Sorry. would you mm-hmm. want to play in a bank robbery? That, I was
1: just going to ask. I was literally just going to ask you guys that. That's so funny. Um, I think I would be – I'd probably be the wheel man because I don't think I'd want to go in. I would just be hanging out like in the alley. So I could just I could just drive away if if it starts going crazy. I'll just peace out whenever. Uh, I'll be the wheel man. What do you guys think? What's your what, What's your choice?
2: So I'm going to be the guy, and this is a tough position, so I consider myself to be a pretty nervous thing if things are going um, against Johnny Law. So I would be <laughs> the guy that stands on with the with the shotgun hidden in the coat, like maybe um, nervously watching from right in front of the door outside watching who rolls up, and then I bang on the glass if the cops come. Well, you wouldn't do anything? No, 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 you bang on the glass, then you're the first guy to start shooting. Oh, too, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be in the bank myself because I'm just way too nervous to do that. Really? Yeah. When illegal that's things are happening, good. I really get freaked out. That's, do you think. I thought about okay. this a little. Go ahead, Chris.
1: Brett, what's yours? So
2: I thought about it a lot. Have you all seen Heat? She's got a great Have I? <laughs> 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 all right, oh. Al.
0: Chill,
2: chill out over there. So, my favorite <laughs> character in Heat is the person I identify with the most in almost any movie, is Doc Kilmer because. I would just have I, I wouldn't mind getting gunned down on the battlefield of the uh, the highway. So that would be my character. I'd be the guy that takes on all the police bullets and ultimately sacrifices myself, which has been a, a history of mine, and lets everyone else get away at stops free. Great man. I know we know when you're so um, yeah, so you're like I'm ready to rock banks. It's called a team player. Yeah.
1: So you're kind, kind of like a bodyguard.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean so I've been I- playing Call of Duty with my friends there and night, and I never play video games, but I sprinted out in the open to a sniper. I said, Everyone watch where a fire comes from and I'd sacrificed myself but we ultimately wanted the team. So I I would translate that exact same level of dedication to uh a bank robbery. But yeah, it's a good thing. I like it's that it's honestly a good discussion to have. We should know where each other stands.
1: Yeah, just in case it ever comes to this, you know. Um all right. Let's let's do uh scenes we wish were in the film. Um Were you guys done with Shinji Boy Cut? Yep. Okay, alright, here we go. So, I wish, I want to see the construction worker and his Albanian (laughs) ex-wife's wedding. I would like to see that. That would have been fun. And then... Wedding? um, Wedding? Sorry, what was that?
2: You said wedding?
1: Oh, no, their wedding.
2: A wedding. My bad, my bad. Yeah, I would have also enjoyed that.
1: And either way that either way would have been good but um i also got an idea so you guys remember when when the old lady wouldn't take her clothes off for the for the guys for the oh passage. i remember yeah yeah you remember that part? so that gave me an idea for a strip club with old ladies who just refused to take their clothes off so that's the scene that i want to see in the movie is that strip club. So, Chris,
2: i um, really glad you said that because my scene I wanted to see that wasn't on the movie was the old lady actually stripping.
1: Oh, that's like very, very similar. Okay. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit different. Uh, but fairly
2: close. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. That's I'm going right. to go a different direction here. I would have loved to um, get a little bit of uh, France in the 1940s and Christopher Plummer, and I would have liked a little flash back into the horrible and it would have been a tough watch, don't get me wrong. It would not have glorified anything. What he did was just absolutely atrocious. but I would like to see horrific acts that he committed and actually like turning away his friends, um, Gestapo and stuff like that, because that really would have shined him more as a villain you wanted to hate as it was, I hated his character, but I feel like I needed a little bit more of a visceral reaction to him. How about so I about to like, some money from that. Yeah yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Turn well, that's what he does what though, did. What did... I know. But... Yeah, but it would have been nice to see the ring actually turn over. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just... I feel sorry, like that really turned the visceral reaction of him against the
1: What did... Yeah. What did uh, Christopher Plummer do exactly? What did he do? Well... Do that was so um, bad? Among other
2: things, he... um it sounds like he ratted on the Jewish people to the Nazis and, and kind of identify where they were. He alluded mm. to the fact that he could have helped out his friends in uh, Paris and prevented mm. the capture. And then he also profited okay. from the Nazis. Yeah. Did not stand in place as an American should have in World War II. He wasn't an American. He was. I thought he was British. No, I think he was an American living abroad in Switzerland. Uh, so not only did he rat them out, but he also stole all the family jewels from yeah. the very rich family he did rat out. So he, it was a double crime.
1: Okay. Honestly. Not crazy. like triple yeah. murder. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Um. Wait. What have we got, Brett? You have one?
2: Uh, honestly, the only thing I wanted to see was more Clive Bell, and I, I I like to picture hmm. him in like a Harvard law classroom when he was like 20 years old, because he's so unbelievably intelligent that I, I think that's where he started his life. And then you know, he decided to make more money doing other things. But that, that's all I would need to see was more Clive
1: Did he actually go to Harvard, or is that?
2: I like to think I like to think he did.
1: Maybe he he should have been in Social Network. That would have been good. That was a Harvard movie.
2: I think with the um, parallel parallels you could connect between him and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, which we can get into really? later. but when we do the Social Network, we can talk about that. Could be been a problematic podcast, but anyway. <laughs>
1: okay uh, let's do memorable lines I got a bunch of these Um, so here we go Uh, the old guy hostage says am I gonna be on TV Um, yeah that was a good one yeah Denzel says bad guys here I come Um, lady believe me this is the only situation I'd ask you to take your clothes off uh, to old lady um, Last time I had my Johnson pole that good It cost me five bucks Five bucks? Tijuana, don't ask That was between Denzel and Defoe And hoss, A hostage says To Denzel uh, I saw you see me And then Denzel kind of repeats it back to him And that's pretty funny And uh, let's see I got Oh, may I have your hat? The, the Mater D asks Denzel, may I have your hat? And then Denzel says, no, you cannot. Get your own.
2: That um, was pretty good. All
1: right. Yeah, what do you guys got? All
2: right, so in my opinion, so I actually repeat this line in my daily life. And it's, you get bullshit of bullshitter. I love that. I just <laughs> love it. Everything about the way he delivers it, the line, it's amazing. Um, mm. and, and honestly, that's like, that's my personal clear and faraway winner. So it's the only one I'm going to see. Yeah, you hit all That's minds. a great
1: line.
2: All right, hold on. If you're going to say you hit all... All right. I got one more. Sorry. Bonus. Bonus round. At the very yeah. beginning of the movie, he says, 5-0 in the man, I choose my words carefully and I never repeat myself. Well, they do literally repeat himself, but it's the same scene at the end of the movie. But I just thought that was such a cool, like... You know this me to business if he says, I never repeat myself.
1: Yeah, but then... It's kind of funny how they repeat that exact. Does,
2: those yeah. words. At well, the end. Insane, kind of funny. it's the But he's not repeating himself. Well, it's, but it's just But showing. The character that, doesn't care about his principles. So that he's like they're to, just uh, showing, They're showing. Spike Lee, honestly, betrayed him more than five
1: Go ahead. What's next, Greg? Okay. Uh, let's see. Six man. So I have. Uh, Chiwa Tail Four. He was great in this. Is Denzel's other detective. And. Um, Peter Hammond. He was so good. Yeah, Chiwetel was great. Peter Hammond? Yeah. Yeah, he, Peter he Hammond. I love that guy. My, I, he was great. Yeah, you, you liked him too, didn't you? He was great.
2: I love him. I just realized I mm-hmm. said Peter Hammond, the old baseball writer. It is Peter Hammond. <laughs> right, <I think. laughs>
1: he should have been uh, there. That would have been fun.
2: So, my, my mm-hmm. six men, um, two mm-hmm. of them, I think my winner is William Defoe. I really loved mm. his performance when they first came into the uh, command center. And um and he's basically mm-hmm. like f, f f out of here until the real guy shows up and Denzel's like no, I'm the big dick in charge yeah, yeah yeah um and then my other mm-hmm. one I really enjoyed the rabbi's performance I was actually genuinely um I genuinely believed he was not in on the Me crime and he was showing his is until the end yeah Me so I, I haven't seen him in much and thought it was a great performance Chris mm-hmm. I also thought it was Denzel's partner I thought he was. Absolutely,
1: I've seen I've seen him before and a lot of stuff, but he was fantastic in this. Yeah, and i that's who I have for my rookie of the movie too is Chiwetel, because he was pretty young when he did this, and he's gone on to do some superhero stuff. I think I think he does one of those. I I don't know. I'm not big on those movies, so I don't know. But he's been yeah he's been a lot of stuff. And um, you could also throw in the kid in there for Rookie of the Movie. What do you guys have? Oh,
0: yeah, the kid was, the kid was good. He was, I thought he was a good guy. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah he was
2: funny. Um, rookie of the uh, – you know, there weren't that many rookies in this movie. Like, I, you know, I guess, uh, I guess the first one I would pick is um, whatever the actor's name is that ended up playing the guy in season two of The Wire. Oh, well, I have him written down, and it is James Branson, a.k.a. Ziggy from The Wire. Yeah, there you go. Which guy was he? So he's at Sebo. Um, not that it helps, because they're all steve Sebo, But he is the kind of mm-hmm. swirly guy that they pull out of, um, the Claiborne pulls out of the hostage room and punches in the face, but then he turns out to be one of the bad guys and it was all for show. And okay. he
0: really does a
2: great job of acting like a guy you wouldn't like, which is kind of horribly all that actor knows how to do, because that's exactly what he plays on the wire, but in this movie it is perfect.
1: Yeah, he was good. Yeah, all right. Ready to move on to <clears throat> let's do coach uh, co- slash mentor. I have Denzel for this one. Uh, what do you have, Matt?
2: So I have uh, two people: Peter Garrity, who is um, also known as Judge Phelan from The Wire. I feel like he really does a good job as Denzel's uh, captain on telling Denzel to eat the case. He also kind of yeah. you know tells Denzel off in the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's clear that. He has a, a leadership about him that Denzel actually listens to, which is surprising because Denzel's kind of loose cannon in this movie. Another person yeah. I have is Jodie Foster. Um, if, there, if there's someone <clears> moving chess <Chesapeake> pieces <throat> around the board, is, um questionable as her plot line is. She really does a good job at influencing other characters in the movie. When she basically owns that mayor, you kind of sit back and are forced to be like, wow, this woman's got some sway. I mean, that's the mayor of New York yeah. City, but you wonder what she did to help him out. Oh, Exactly. Or covered up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mine was uh, – it couldn't have been more clear to me. I'm shocked you guys said anything else. Clive Owen is the leader of a team of bank robbers. That's oh. the most perfect robbery I've ever seen depicted on television. So that, that's awesome. <laughs> so question here on Clive Owen. Problematic, he has a relationship going with one of his solo bank robbers? He trusts her. No, he does how she'll handle Yeah.
1: Yeah, that might be different in 2020, but – yeah, that's a good one, Clive Bowen. I think to go there. That's a good one. I just
2: want to know if HR is aware of that relationship happening from a uh, a, a boss to a uh, someone that reports up to him. Uh, yeah. I, mean, the, I think the way Clive runs his operation is it's an equal opportunity thing, man. Like, everyone's got an equal say. That's not what that's we think <laughs> about when uh, Clive let N'Zell get a little too close. But that was a big mistake by Clive. Yeah. We, we can talk about it
1: in a second, but... Okay. Uh, let's do uh, MVP. Uh, I also have Denzel for MVP. Um, I, I don't even... I, I, he's just the best actor in it. He has the most screen time. Uh, he kind of sets the tone for the whole movie. But, yeah, what do you, what do you have, well,
2: Matt? Yeah, I had one word written down for this one, and it was Denzel. Um, to your point, it, it's less so what happens in the plot of the movie because, you know, that's written by the writers. But when Denzel is on the screen... It is by far and away clear who's owning that movie. Even in the scenes where he is with Clive Owen, who would be the presumptuous uh, other choice, it is mm-hmm. absolutely obvious that Zell is running that movie. When he's bringing him down the stairs, it is so clear that it's his movie, not Clive Owen. So, yeah. major pushback. The heavy in this movie, mm-hmm. is supposed to be Clive Owen, and he ends up becoming the person you root for, which, in my yeah. mind you rooting for Denzel? Rooting for Denzel. When he oh, gets that wow. ring dropped in his pocket, when he's going to the Who mayor. Who drops the ring in his pocket? Yeah, when he's going to the mayor and telling him, you have a civil rights arrest you have to make. He so, is going in that movie. And my, I, I, thought, I yeah. thought Clive Owen won every scene he was in. And, mm. again, Clive Owen wins the movie. He, he executes the robbery. He drops the ring in the poor cop's pocket, who's been... Desperate, he can't even before a ring for his girl. To given to him Desperate. by that one hundred forty thousand dollars he made in that check casting scheme. Well, I other than Denzel's pretty crooked, so I'm out of that. I'm not a crooked cop guy. Yeah, smarter <laughs> for Very smart how do, you, cop, but. How,
0: how do you
1: not root for Denzel though? He's he's so likable in every movie. I mean, it's,
2: I thought so, he was a slime I mean, ball Really?
1: Personally, you,
2: yeah. I wow. Was a crooked cop the whole way. I, I don't stand for that. <laughs>
1: man, I, I I think Denzel, he's always kind of the same in every movie. Like, it's always kind of just, like, Denzel. He's one-dimensional,
2: and, Chris, honestly. If we're, if we're going to get real here, he's one-dimensional.
1: Yeah, but people like people like that dimension, though. He's good. He's, Some do. Like, I, I, always I like think, to
2: feel a nuance from an actor, you know?
1: Yeah, I always think of him in Remember the Titans.
2: Like, Tom, man, so good in that movie. couldn't be more diverse.
1: <laughs> Wait, I I thought... I, Wait, I thought you didn't like Tom Hanks.
2: No, Matt. This one you doesn't. Uh,
1: okay, Matt doesn't like Tom Hanks. Wait, Matt, why do you not yeah. like Tom Hanks, Matt? What's your argument for against Tom Hanks?
2: Chris, I could uh, record a hour and thirty minutes solo podcast oh, for other reasons dude. I don't like Tom Hanks. I'll just, I'll just what? say this. Um, <laughs> I've watched, i watched a few Tom Hanks movies in my day, and the only role he's good in is a supporting actor. Any any role he's a lead in, I gotta be honest, I did not really enjoy the movie. And that's why I don't like Tom Hanks. Because he's not, in my estimation, a truly likable character that I want to get behind and have to drive a movie. And he's the same role in every movie as well. You need to watch for the crowd here at I
1: might, I might have to choose a Tom Hanks movie for the next one. Would you be down to do that? Or would you be. Uh, that
2: yeah, that'd be I'll kind have, of a. If, if it's it catchy, you, catchy you as you can. Well, like I said, supporting actor,
1: he's good. Uh, yeah. Okay. But okay.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, you can pick any Tom Hanks movie. If you pick Castaway, I'm going to have some real strong thoughts, but. You know, we'll talk we'll about Tom
1: Hanks when we get to his movies. Yeah,
2: different.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. June did you guys give your MVPs? You you both did, right? Denzel and Clive. Alright. Um let's do cross era comparisons. I have some of these are from the same era, but I have the town, I have the departed, and I have Memento. The departed yeah, Memento. Like the way that they tie everything together at the end and uh, some of the time jumps, it, it kind of reminded me of Memento in the end. What do you guys have?
2: So my, my big one is Dinner Thieves. Watched it the other night, Wife's out of town, so got some time to digest two and a half hour terrible action movies. And they do a very similar guy hides in the place they're robbing, posing as someone else, and then emerges in then Thieves. Um, mm. and it was great. The action was good. It was great. Um, If you haven't given it a watch, it's on Netflix. It's like this. Okay. So, Chris, my uh, main one is Basic Instinct. Um, mm. yeah. So it's it's a whodunit, um, and it really leaves you the whole time wondering who done the murder? Just like in this movie, you're, you're really wondering, um, you know, what's Clive Owen's next plan? You, you don't know until the end that he's kind of hiding in that false wall. Uh, you, you see the, the, the tunnel, you think he might be tunneling out. Does he want a plane? Does he not? Um, it just really leaves you wondering. And then my, my other one is Boogie Nights. I think Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. really does an underrated job, which, which Clive Owen, you know, it is in, in the same kind of vein. Uh I just, yeah, so uh, the bank robbery movie correlates to the the porn movie. Well, you know, the acting is similar. Okay.
1: Wait, wait.
2: You're so flick, right? Yeah, it is. All
1: right. Wait, I've never seen Boogie Nights. Do so you have to explain to me how it's similar? How is it similar to Boogie Nights? I you know, think the acting performance is very similar.
2: um, From the way that Clive Owen carries himself and the way that Marky Mark carries himself in the movie. Well, they those were be a lot all, of nominated okay. for Best actors, yeah, yeah, I actually get that. Would, Could you swap
1: them? Do you think Mark Wahlberg would have been good as Clive Owen's character in this? And then Clive Owen could have been in Boogie Nights. No,
2: no, no. I think it was singular. Clive could have done Boogie Nights, but Mark never could have done what Clive did in this movie. He doesn't have the capacity.
1: Why do you think Mark? uh, People love Mark Wahlberg, though he would have been great in this movie. Not nearly. Just
2: just not as uh, nuanced of an actor.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that would have been fun. Him and Denzel, like two guns. I've never. Have you seen that movie, Two Guns?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: The one with, isn't that Mark and Denzel? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let's do um, Rotten Tomato scores. My Rotten Tomato score is, you guys are, I already know yours is going to be definitely higher, but mine's pretty high. It's 78. Uh, What do you have? Matt? Yeah, 81. Um, I like the movie. Some of the
2: dialogue was honestly not great. There was, some of the lines but i opinion, they were just kind of like was that supposed to be a joke I don't know I just some of it really left me hanging it's a straight mm-hmm. 100 for me
1: mm-hmm. Brett?
2: 100 100? 100. What? Yeah I thought it was the best, best I've watched this movie at least 50 times so it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life I love it yeah everything about it is perfect
1: do you think it has does it have to do with because you you saw it when you were like fourteen, so
2: yeah. I think, do you think, I that, think has do that has to do with it? Uh, a lot of it has to do with life experience too. I can really relate to the characters. Um,
1: yeah, Wait, which and, one? Which character do you like to most? Clive. Clive. Yeah, but you're you're like sneaky. You can like painting. So Are you the a, big a painter? Around the house? I've,
2: I've always been about. I've been about it for a long time, and. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we don't need to get we don't need to get into that any further on this pod. Yeah. It's going to go up, and I you know I don't need to talk about it anymore. But I, I just you like I got some know, plans. Honestly, well, Brad doesn't need any evidence in court. Uh, you know when they haul him in in a couple uh, weeks. Yeah, we don't need to talk about, about it. The will just, just, just
1: listen to the podcast. Moved, it,
2: it puts two movie stars in a position to be movie stars. It puts Clive out in a position to be in absolute control of a room, and it puts Denzel Washington. He's yeah, it puts Jodie Foster Wait, and Denzel think, Washington in a position to succeed. two movie actors
1: at their finest. Mo- most people wouldn't consider Clive Owen a movie star. I think most people I don't even recognize who he is. Okay. yeah, I don't even know yeah. who that guy oh, is. Right, so I had to Google oh, who right.
2: that actor was. I had right. never seen him in anything. Before. Here's the deal. Well, yeah. I think yeah. one of three people on this pod would identify as a cinephile, and it's probably me. So. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, That's I'm a pretty good movie, good movie guy. level
1: actor? Wait, explain yeah, to me what else is – what. What's Clive Owen known for? What, what What's his big movies? It's a good
2: question. It's a good question. Well, he's done for this movie than, among many others. But, you know, other you know, than this you know, one. You know, Hey, I would be happy to come back on the pod and do a Clive Owen deep dive, but uh, unfortunately <laughs> I, got, I got another hit I have to do in about five minutes. So um, I, we don't have time to dive into Clive's career right now. But I'll do it later Wait, if wh- you want.
1: What do you have in five minutes?
2: Another, another podcast hit.
1: Oh, another! You're, you're doing another podcast in five minutes.
2: I am, yeah.
1: Oh really? Oh, are, you, yeah. are you? I can't tell if you're are you joking or serious.
2: No, I, I, well, I'm, I'm, I got to break down contraband uh, or um uh, Mark doing <laughs> from like the early 2000s.
1: Are you just gonna who are you gonna talk to? Like a someone, um, just like a random I mean, like, it's a, it's operator.
2: It's a big picture with Sean Tennessee. It's no so big deal, but.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a good movie, though. I like Contraband. Speaking of. Oh, dude.
2: Me too. It's a great movie. Mark, again, like you're bored, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Do work.
1: Mark's great. Mark, see, that's a movie star. Mark Wahlberg's a movie star. Like Clive Owens, like, like, cleans. I don't, is, hey, he is he British? Is he British?
2: Exactly. Do yourself a favor. Watch his yeah. international films. Apply. <laughs> and you'll, you'll have a little more respect for him.
1: I, I, I don't know. All right, I, I guess I'm just not big on the the British. Is it is it British movies? Is is that what Clive is big on? Maybe I prefer to call it
2: theater, but yeah.
1: What is is he Great British Bake Off? Was he on that one on okay. Netflix?
2: If you want to do a podcast on the Great British Bake Off, please let me know. I am ready to go. I've seen it every single episode, and I could not be more excited to talk about Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry. I'm saying very very well the mini affairs of Paul Hollywood too because let's be honest if we're gonna if we're gonna discuss that shit we're gonna have to get into the the dirty
1: and that is Paul <laughs> Hollywood. I've I've never seen it but um Paul Hollywood sounds what's like scandalous. Uh, that sounds like a a guy in Boogie Nights. So Paul Hollywood. What's Mark What's um, Mark B. Mark's character in, in Boogie Nights? What's his Dirk Diggler? Is that it?
2: Dirk Diggler. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know how I I've never seen that one. Either. Now, see, that's a good movie. That would be a fun one to do, Boogie Nights. Is that one? Wait. Maybe we could find that somewhere. I right? find it.
2: It's about two and a half hours, but I'll find
1: out. <laughs> okay. The movie. Yeah, it's a yeah, long it's one. Long. Yeah, we've been doing a long ones. All right. Um, hey, I forgot that we never went over in the beginning, we never did the the cast, but that's okay. We already mentioned everybody, basically. Sort so, of like three
2: important characters,
1: yeah. Yeah. Red, did you give your brunch mail? Oh, yeah, you get 100%, of course. Yeah. Um, what? Do you have any other 100% movies, like Toy Story or Gone uh, with the Wind?
2: There's some, oh, no, it's controversial
1: lately. Sorry, there's what? There's some
2: Blood Diamonds. Is it? Blood Diamond and the
1: Blood Diamond. Which one's that?
2: Leonardo DiCaprio Who's... does the most fantastic oh, yeah. South African accent you hear. Yeah.
1: Is that the one where he plays a kind of similar character to Django? <laughs> is he doing the same accent? Or... No, well, that's southern. a very
2: racist southern accent, and and, and yeah, <laughs> Blood Diamond's a little bit different. oh okay, Well,
1: I I never I don't know Blood Diamond. I I don't know that movie at all. But um,
2: well hey, right. it would it would do well hey. on this podcast. Hey,
1: we we've just been throwing out a lot of different ones. But actually, mine. Uh, we'll see what I come up with. I'll come up with something good. But yeah, um, yeah, it's your
2: turn, Chris. Let's, you pick the next movie, uh, and then we'll we'll do it. Do, do you have any ideas, real quick, before we jump?
1: Wait, before we do that, let's do the film flip. I'm going to flip this. Let's flip this film. Um, flip this film. Let's flip this film. <laughs> let's, let's flip this film. So I would I, – so I. first of all, before we even do this, I think I need to have – Matt, I think you need to explain the ending to me because I did – I I was just very confused, and I don't think I realized that Denzel was in on the whole thing. And I, I just didn't get.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know why I didn't understand it. I I don't understand complicated so, movies. But explain. Hey, yeah, explain no, the way. So
2: I'll I'll quickly break it down here. So Denzel, um, actually was slow to the party. Didn't realize what was happening. So what they did was, um, by the really instead of hiring a robbery crew, he hired a, a drywall crew. And what they did was they built a false wall in the supply room. So this is what's kind mm-hmm. of controversial about this movie. So they basically put in two feet of a wall in front of where the back of the wall actually was, so that Clive Owen could live back there for a week. And what's interesting is none of the hmm. bank employees walked down there and was like, huh, this room seems a little smaller than it was. And when they showed them digging a hole into the ground, what they were really doing was digging a latrine, Clive Owen, because he had to be there for a week, and people got to do what they got to do. Hmm. So he had somewhere to oh. do it. Uh, yep, and that's why he was able to just walk out at the end of the movie. And what he brought was the bag of everything that he brought in, because obviously he couldn't leave behind all that evidence. So that's why he had all those bags, even though there's no money in them. Chris, were you talking was there... about the stuff with Christopher Plummer and him going to Jodie Foster with the recording? Was that what you were talking about? Were you talking about how the bank oh, robbery I didn't, was actually,
1: actually... – I'm not i am even going to get into that. I didn't understand that plot line at all, the whole envelope thing. I, I was just like, this has – it seems to have nothing to do with the bank robbery. I couldn't connect that to the bank robbery. I, I couldn't make sense of any of the Christopher Plummer stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, what was that, do
2: Probably a longer conversation with Christopher Plummer was ultimately a, uh, really should have been implicated with the Nazi party in terms of how he helped them. And for some reason, <laughs> he held onto this evidence for like 60 years. That should have been the most improbable. And that's, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And Clyde, mm. just shred that. And Clyde Mowen, he wanted to recover that because ultimately it's the, it's the, you know, free card slash ultimate bribery or, uh,
1: uh, oh, blackmail. 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 Thank
2: you. That's yeah. why that whole thing happened. Um,
1: Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. All right. See, it, like, it just I don't I don't know if it was the most clear movie. Like Spike Lee, kind of he he wanted you to have to like do a podcast and ask people about it. Like I don't I don't know. I I didn't understand that at first. Did, did you guys have to do research to understand it, or did you just get it right when you watched it, Matt?
2: Well, you've seen it 50 times. Yeah, a little bit. Of research.
1: Wait, would, which one of you guys have seen it 50? How many times? Wait, Brett, have you seen? I've probably this
2: movie? legitimately seen this movie about fifteen times. But that's a lot for one 15. movie.
1: Fifteen. Oh yeah, that's a lot.
2: Okay, that um, makes sense.
1: And it, did you get so it let's, the first let's time? Film quickly. Did, did you under Did you understand the first time?
2: I did, but only because I was so transfixed to Klaus's performance that I. am <laughs> on every single word.
1: But. Okay. Oh no, yeah. So let, let me flip. Let, let you go. Chris. Let me let me flip it. Let me flip it. Um, so see see what I wrote down for the flip it kind of actually did happen because I said I would make Denzel the bank robber. So I guess he kind of was, but not just kind of secretly, but um, so yeah, I, I guess mine kind of happened. I would just, I, I want to see Denzel and I guess I'd rather see Denzel in the Clive Owen spot and then Clive Owen and just substitute Mark Wahlberg in for Clive Owen for the Denzel spot. So, you bring up a story got? with
2: Mark Wahlberg. I would have loved him <laughs> in one of his Um I think he would have brought a lot of energy, not necessarily to the bank robbery, but to the scenes where Denzel was interrogating him. I thought there just could have been an added, um, kind of ironic um, comedy with Mark Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's how I would have put this. And what I would have okay. done was I would actually have taken Denzel out and only had to be Willem Defoe, because I thought Denzel... his charisma was so strong, he actually took away from Clive's scenes that I, in my opinion, it was a Clive Owen vehicle. So, that, that's where I go.
1: Wait, you would have taken Benzel out of the whole movie? Yeah, he was really he
2: charismatic for me.
1: Oh, you're just all about Clive Owen. Just,
2: <laughs> that's so, this is a Clive Owen hilarious. vehicle. Yeah. All right, Chris, yeah. So, let us know uh, what the next movie is going to be and uh, we'll watch and uh, looking forward to coming yeah. on.
1: That was all right. Any last thoughts before we sign off?
2: Not not here. Hmm? Everyone for watching. It. It's a great play.
1: Recommended. Alright, cool. Thanks for doing this again. This was fun.
2: Yeah, man. I right, guys. Good talking to you. Yeah, we'll, man. We'll, we'll talk soon. Yeah, yeah. Man. We'll ya.
1: talk. Alright, see you guys. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Rate, review, share, subscribe, baby.